Welcome back. We got the one and only Chip G on the podcast. Today he's going to share how he makes 40k a month gross profit on FBA. Let's go. Living that life, living in Chiang Mai right now. We connected because we have a lot of mutual friends in Chiang Mai. And yeah, he's crushing it on FBA. He got started about four years ago in 2016. Was kind of doing it part time. And then two years ago, he brought on his uh, wife, got her to quit her corporate job. They went all in on FBA and they scaled from like 10K to 40K a month real quick. And so he's crushing it. So he's here to share his tips, tricks, hacks, and kind of how he did that. Chip, what's up? What's up? What's up? It's such a pleasure to be here. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. So we, uh, yeah, we connected through the uh, Chiang Mai uh, Amazon sellers group. So uh, yeah, let's just dive into it. Like um, you said, you got into FBA like four years ago ish, and then you scaled it up two years ago. How did you, um, yeah, how did you scale it up like that? So when I first started in 2016, basically I was just looking for ways to make money online, just doing the corporate job and kind of like everybody was doing it. And I started looking for resources online and I found a couple of people doing it. And even some of your old videos from Chiang Mai from like way back in the day, you were doing crazy cliff jumps and all these things. And I was like, you know, that's really, really cool. Like, how are all these people doing it? Like, how are they going to Southeast Asia and traveling and all that? And I found Amazon FBA. So found a bunch of free resources online, like YouTube videos uh, other blog posts, you know, people talking and resources. And I started selling. I bought a product and, you know, I had some limited success. It was just, I felt like it was kind of random information here and there. And it was good information. It was just not all in the same place. And it just, I feel like it was not enough. Like everybody was giving out free information, but it was like the finer points and everything to actual get success, it was not out there. It was not out there for free. So about two years ago, uh, I finally convinced my wife and she was doing her corporate job as well. I was still doing mine as well at the time. And I said, you know, do you want to do this Amazon thing? I think it has a lot of potential. It has a lot of good, uh, you know, it can give us freedom. It can give us everything that we want. And she was a little bit, you know, she didn't really want it to do it in the beginning because she was doing really well at her job. She, you know, she had a great career and she was making she was making really good money. And basically, you know, I said, you know, why don't you try and do it little by little since I tried the four hour work week method of kind of creeping up staying at home little by little. I know you're a fan of that book as well. Yeah, you know, what um, can you say? Yeah. So I said, you know, why don't you tell your boss that you stay home on Friday and then you can help me out with some of this FBA stuff, you know, kind of get her into it a little bit. And she was in the beginning, she said, no, I want to go to the office. I want to, you know, talk to my friends. I'm used to my colleagues and doing my thing over there. If I stay home, I'm not going to do so well, you know, but Eventually, she realized that staying home and kind of working on your own thing, on your own business is actually better and you're even more productive than you would be. I feel like a lot of people 
say this to us and say, hey, no, if I would be at home and do what you guys do, I would do nothing. I would just sit at home and watch TV all day. And that's not true. You, I'm sure you feel the same way. Um, so that's kind of how it all started. I said, hey, you know, we should do this. And she liked it. She went into it and she was just asking me questions like, okay, how do we do this shipping? How can we make this more efficient? How can we increase our sales? And I just realized I didn't have a lot of answers for her. So eventually I said, why don't we get somebody to help us? Like find, you know, a course or find something online. And we started looking at a couple of paid courses, like full systems, full information, you know, from beginning to end. And we bought a couple, some cheaper ones, some more expensive ones. And that's when it actually started scaling and when it actually started working. So I think what was the big, big turning point for us was um, we sold our house and we made some money on that. We, you know, we had a house, we lived in Miami and the housing market went up and we sold our house. We had some extra money to invest in with our extra knowledge from, you know, professional courses. Then we started bringing in a lot more products and that when it started scaling really, really well. Got it. Yeah, there you go. So obviously, you know, more products equals more money uh yeah okay cool awesome um like how much money did you put into uh put in did you like launch a bunch of products at once or were you put it were you spending like did you go on a product spending spree and spend like 50k on like a bunch of different products and like launch those all in one year or kind of how did it go so our first first product was a mild success you know for us, making extra 10K a year was actually pretty cool at the time. You know, 10K is a lot of money to have extra for, but it was a lot of work to put into it. So calculating the amount of work versus how much money we're making was not really worth it, but it was more for uh, understanding for us. But our second product, we went pretty heavy on it and we invested about 30K into it. And I was still kind of doing it alone you know she was still learning she was still you know she was not very experienced at the time so we invested in in a market which we thought has well not that we thought it actually had a lot more sales which was uh, in kids toys on amazon and you know that's a big market lots of sales we were getting ready for the holidays a big q4 sales craziness and we had really high hopes for it and that actually didn't work out, that product. It, we invested a lot of money in getting a lot of inventory. The product was also kind of expensive. But what ended up happening is a lot of other people invested into it. And, uh, you know, the competition became so fierce that they drove down the prices. So our, our first product was a mild success, but our second product was a disaster, basically. We had to drop it and we lost a bunch of money on it. And so was our third, actually. So our third product was um, an outdoor product for like camping and stuff. And the same situation happened. We went into it and we said, yeah, this there's a lot of sales on here. There, you know, there's room for us to grow and everything. And all of a sudden the prices dropped from 30-ish, 40-ish. They dropped to like 16 and 
16 was my the price I was paying the factory for them. So wow, that yeah. didn't work out well. Losing money, yeah. Yeah, so basically our fourth product was the one that my wife Christina brought out. And that was the one where she followed an exact system like beginning to end. And she said, okay, I'm gonna do this. We paid for this course, you know, it was pretty expensive. And okay, let's, let's do it exactly the way they say it, step by step use you know find the product exactly the way they say it promote it the way they said so that's when we had our first big success and then just we just started bringing in products little by little after that but our total investment in my first product was not very big i feel it was like five thousand around there and for the rest of the products about thirty thousand and I guess there's either miscellaneous costs, which you don't really factor in, like when you transfer money into your company bank account and you know, okay, I invested 30K and that 30K is there, but there's other costs that go into it, but they're minor. So mostly I would say if you get started, if you can get started with about two, 3,000, you, you can do good. Just don't expect to make, you know, a lot of money, like, in the beginning like your first year is going to be a lot of learning yeah yeah it's like like any business the more startup capital you have the quicker you can scale and the more you can do things so um so for your like second third fourth product you invested like 30k total yes okay cool so and um what was uh with with uh, your wife's pro- kind of product idea um what was the kind of key to su- key to success for that product and uh what what type of promotion uh thing did you do so i think the key to success to the product that she found um it was kind of an obscure niche it was not a super popular one like when i first thought of the kids toys i said you know everybody's buying kids toys and i saw sales in the thousands i said you know that you know you can make a lot of money there and the same was with the outdoor products like these camping products for people who like hike and camp and do all, you have a lot of sales so if you go into these niches there are a lot of sales there but you have to be really experienced and you got to go in with a lot of money like you have to be really heavy yeah. on advertising to compete against those people yeah so i feel like the success of the products that we had is just going into a not so competitive niche that's one thing just kind of if you're in the beginning and i say you know we've been doing amazon for a good couple of years but i still feel like i'm a beginner like i went to conferences and i met people i'm sure you know people who have over a thousand employees in their business like how am i going to compete with those guys so just staying into a niche kind of relative to your experience level and your how much money you have for marketing and advertising, and also finding a product that has very good profit margins. Like having high profit margins was, I feel like the key to success. Having 30 to 40, maybe even close to 50% profit margins is what helped a lot in, in finding this. So finding and doing a lot more due diligence when deciding on a product making sure that 
the actual numbers that you look at, like your shipping numbers and your Amazon fees and everything else, you if you just think like, oh yeah, it's gonna be about two, three dollars there, a dollar here, a dollar there, it's almost not not quite like that. So calculating exact numbers and making sure you have good profit margins um, is really, really the key to success. And as far as advertising, what we did is um, we followed, we used Amazon PPC. So we started with some automatic campaigns, nothing really crazy. And we also used Facebook ads. So we used Facebook offer ads. They're really, really good because Facebook has this system where you show an offer to somebody and then they say they can either buy it on the spot or they can say save this offer for later. So if they save it for later, then they get an email from Facebook that says, hey, this offer is about to expire. Make sure you take advantage of it. So besides them seeing it, you have a chance to make the sale right away when they actually see your offer ad. And then if somebody just saves it, then you have a second chance because actually Facebook will send them an email and say, hey, you know, don't let this expire. So that that worked really well. Amazon really likes external traffic, especially from these super high ranking websites like Google, YouTube, Facebook, you know, Instagram. So, yeah, that Facebook ads worked out very well. Interesting. With and so ranking. you're driving traffic from the offer to your Amazon listing? Yes. Directly to the listing, yeah? Yes. Was there any so, um, was there any landing page in between that like further qualified them or captured their email or any anything? No. So this is something that I actually debated up, upon and I always said, you know, if I'm spending money for Facebook advertising, I would really like to capture their email or like you said, pre-screen them so I don't have like a whole bunch of people going and them not buying. But I heard from some other experts at conferences and they said that it makes a difference if your link goes straight from Facebook to Amazon versus it goes from Facebook to a landing page and then landing page to Amazon. Because Amazon ranks you different based on what they consider of the the strength, I would say, the strength of that particular website. So Facebook is ranked one or two in the Amazon criteria versus let's say you have your own website and you know your domain ranking is a hundred million versus two. It does make a difference apparently. So if we're trying to have people sign up, like if we're trying to get, you know, people to sign up for our newsletters or our offers and things like that, then we run a different type of ad where we actually target people and we say, hey, we'll give you a free ebook or get some information and something like that where we send them to a landing page where we would capture their email and then have like an automated sequence. But uh -huh. if we're trying to drive traffic, sales and ranking, then we'll send them Facebook straight to Amazon. Interesting. And did you do this straight to the Amazon uh, offer ad just during uh, launch period, like just when the listing was new or? Usually, yes. So definitely when we launch, um, our launch strategy is more about first we would want to get five reviews and we do that either through early reviewer program or just running some 
um, Amazon automatic PPC campaigns and just having you know some sales and then requesting through Amazon. The Amazon system has that request review, which actually yeah. works pretty well. Okay. Yeah, I actually so haven't to, even tried that. That's a new thing. Oh, it! I'm getting a lot more reviews through the requ- Amazon request review button than through what we used to have before. We used to have these uh, email sequences yeah. that Amazon doesn't allow anymore. You know, we got an email one day and they said, you lost your emailing privileges for ah. a month because you're emailing people. Same here. So, yeah. So stop that. So and then I got another email that said, you're done forever. No more follow-up. We got like a warning email. It said oh, you're no. paused for a month. And then we got an, and then like I fixed it. I thought I changed, took out what they wanted me to change, activated campaigns yeah. again after a month. And then they sent us another email that says, no more. You're banned basically from all follow-up email. Wow. So, yeah, but we, but yeah, the request review thing, I, I got to get into that. So do you do it manually or do you use like a Jungle Scout thing or? Yeah, I use the Jungle Scout web extension. It was just free with the Jungle Scout web extension. Um, it works really well. You just basically select like a hundred. You go when you go to, into your orders, you select, you make it show you a hundred orders at a time and you just request reviews for that page and then you do however many pages you have and then i just usually delay it for like two weeks because you know we've been having long delays in you know shipping so i want to make sure that the people get their product and they have a couple like two three days um to look at it and kind of you know mess with it so i do it like for two weeks back one day at a time got it um okay have you found like around the two to three day mark after delivery is like the best time to request a review or it depends which product you know to you sometimes but yeah what have you found with that yeah i think about two three days after they get it is when ideally you would you know you would want all of that uh you want to request the reviews it's a little more difficult now with you know, the pandemic going on now, Amazon doesn't have a set delivery schedule. So I have some of my orders getting delivered in a couple of days, some of them in a week, some of them even much longer than that. But yeah, two, three days after delivery is, I think, what works very, very well for us. It It's enough time for the people to open the package and look at it. And it's also not too long. So they forget about it. They're like, what the hell? I, I forgot I even bought that thing. Yeah. I have the same feeling as well and also when someone just gets something they're first using it they that's when they're most excited about it um like when they're actually playing with it for example whatever okay cool good to know um so yeah email drip sequences or amazon's sounds like they're cracking down on that they don't really want to spam people with too many emails now sounds like that's going away as they implemented this new request review button so uh cool and then um are you running any uh ongoing traffic through facebook or elsewhere yeah we have our own website so i built a website which is just a simple wordpress website and we have um we have some people visiting it so there's some traffic going from the website there 
we don't actually sell on it, but we do have a products page with different product information and we have some instructions on there um, with for the different products and the buy buttons are just links to Amazon. So we drive some traffic from there. Then we run automatic PPC campaigns just to get an idea of keyword changes and different uh, whatever changes in the market and everything. So the automatic campaign is more for kind of gauging traffic than actually sending traffic. Like we get traffic, but it's more for understanding what people are searching for, if trends are changing, what's, yeah. you know... Uh, more interesting at the time and then we always run manual PPC campaign for a couple of keywords we just run it I think we have five or six keywords that we target and we don't have a lot of those there and we drive still drive some Facebook ads traffic um, from Facebook posts directly and then we just boost the posts and we also do some sometimes we do campaigns but it's not a constant thing. So the offer campaigns, we only do them if we want to rank higher for a specific keyword or if for whatever reason we're not, you know, we have a competitor that's coming and taking our spot on a keyword or something like that. So Interesting. So how would you, do you use a super URL to send the traffic from the offer ad to the Amazon listing? Yeah, so super URLs are another thing that you have to be careful on how to use them um, because, you know, Amazon doesn't like those as yeah. much as well. They're they're targeting them. So what we use is we use a storefront URL. So we ah. go to our storefront and we search. We put the keyword that we're targeting in the search bar, but it's not in the main Amazon search bar. It's in our storefront search bar. So it is in a way a super URL, but it's not in the traditional way that what used to be. A store before. super URL. And then it takes people Storefront, to the yeah. you know, the Amazon store product page. Correct. So, okay, that's great because they can still click off of that. So it's kind of a quasi landing page. Yes. So they have to click add to cart or can they click add to cart on there or do they have to click see listing? Yes. No, there's add to cart. There's an add to cart. But it doesn't pretty contribute. Sure. Maybe it does or maybe it doesn't. Do you know if it contributes to the uh, the actual listing conversion rate? Yes. It does. Yes, because it's a, it's an Amazon page. It's your storefront Amazon page. And it's a keyword targeted storefront Amazon page. Ah. So you can search like you have your storefront page where you have your products. And then inside your store, you can search for a specific product. So when we enter that search, and then we just grab the URL of whatever that search results in. And that's what we put if we want to target a particular keyword. Interesting. Yeah. Um, and then you... Oh, okay. Um, because I know there's another form of storefront URL where it's like a tracked link. You know what I'm saying? Where you can track incoming uh, traffic and there's a little dashboard in there in your store area mm -hmm. and you can track sales um, Amazon kind of set this up for driving social media traffic like their right. own custom URLs um, are you talking about the promotion link the promo link um, yes I think so 
Right. Because I remember I tried this once. I tried driving Facebook ads to that mm-hmm. promo link that I set up that drives traffic right. to my store and Amazon gives you the stats on it, stale sales, visits, etc., clicks. Um and I drove a bunch of traffic to it and those numbers it was getting like 600 views and like one sale. So I was like this can't be tracking correctly. So is that what you're doing? Are you using that trackable link or just the the copy paste with the search in it? No, we're just grabbing the um, the URL from the top bar. So we just literally go to when you click on your brand name, it you goes to your store and then inside there there's a search bar and you just put in the keyword that you want to target in the search bar. And then it searches only amongst your products for that keyword. And whatever the URL at the top of the page is, that's what we use to target. And the one that you're talking about, the the promotional social social media promotional URL where it, you would have to give them some kind of percent off. And that's that work that's really good because it's already added, like the promotion is, is baked in. You don't have to mess around with coupons or something like that. And it also tracks well. But what Amazon did lately is they introduced Amazon attributions. Um, I'm sure you're familiar with it. If you're brand registered, so if you have a brand registry on your account, then you can use Amazon attributions to track everything that that promotional URL would show you you can track all kinds of other traffic from any kind of sales, including just people coming in and buying straight off of Amazon. So you get a lot of those details through Amazon attributions. Amazon attributions have not looked into it yet. Got to look into that. Uh, I'll be honest, I'm focused on outside marketing now and and Parker's kind of running the Amazon uh, ship. So I'm I'm focused on building our brand off of Amazon. over like the past year or so. Um, okay, okay, awesome tips, awesome tips. And um, for the Facebook post that you boost apparent, uh, occasionally, is the goal of that, um, is that just like really helpful content to- in your niche where people, where you capture their email and then offer them the product later in the emails or? Yeah, usually what we do is we have a blog on our company page so we would create an interesting blog post about you know some helpful information in our niche and then we would post it on facebook and just boost that post so when people would come we always sprinkle in urls like buy keys like hey if you want to use this then you know this product would be very useful and then you would have uh, urls inside you know the the post itself so that also brings people to you know, we don't like putting in like the, you know, capturing their email between the Facebook post and they landing on their our website. We prefer if we say, hey, read this interesting article to just let them go to the article. And then there's like subscribe uh, fields, you know, like pop-ups and other things that might capture their email. But I find that you get a much higher bounce rate if you do have a landing page in between and you try to grab their email as well and pe- people are becoming more wise to that and they don't really appreciate that as much yeah i would say that's pretty consensus like if you're driving traffic to a blog post like 
let them read it first and then at the end have a very yeah. clear po- uh, call to action um, or have that pop up on exit with a with a nice um, email opt-in offer what's been your go-to um, offer for them to opt to give their email um really we use facebook also had so we started with the facebook system facebook has an integration where we would offer them something and we would do it through sending them a welcome email so we would say hey would you like this free ebook about this uh, or this information or whatever we would give them so facebook has that and it's kind of expensive. I think it's one of the more expensive ways to advertise on Facebook. Is it Facebook and I think so. Yeah, I think that's what it's called. So we integrate it into our uh, email marketing software. So it just from Facebook goes straight into it. And then, you know, the people would pop the the beautiful thing about that is that Facebook already has their email address. So if they say, yeah, I'm interested in this information, their email is already populated on their screen. It, you, they just have to push the button that says, yes, send it to me. Ah. So then you would just have an automatic sequence in your email marketing system that would send them the information as a welcome email and say, hey, thank you for you know your interest. Here's the information that we promised. Uh, as far as capturing on the website, we have we have a on exit pop up, just like you said, where if they go over the bar with their cursor, um, for desktop it works well. And then we also have at the bottom of the page we just have a subscribe, and we just promise, you know, get exclusive discounts or promos or even free products. Uh, in if you are interested, we can send you you know, promotions. And we do send them from time to time, uh, discounts and promos for everybody when we're trying, you know, to drive up some sales and the customers really like them. What do you, what do you, uh, how do you handle the free products? Like, do you do giveaways you mean, or you send out like free, free coupons? Yeah, we do multi, multi multi-channel fulfillment. I just say, Hey, you know, you want a product and then I just ask for their mailing address and I just send them the product from Amazon. I just create a fulfillment order for them. Yeah, so you just ship them a free item? Like, do you pick yeah. random people and just like, if they send you an email about a, a question mm-hmm. or something, that you'll just say, hey, have a free product or something? Or how do you handle that? We had different uh, different items, different things that we tried. We tried, you know, having an Instagram giveaway. Uh, we have a hashtag that we use in our uh in our insert we have inserts in our products and we say hey are you proud of your item you know post it on instagram with this hashtag and you will get featured on our instagram page and then out of that we just use a random generator to select the winner and then we would contact them and say hey you're the winner etc let us know where you want us to send your free product nice yeah we're doing that on on our Instagram page as well. Um, <clears throat> we are uh, basically doing a, a giveaway every two weeks. We're just posting. It's a post that says, "Hey, giveaway!" And how you enter is you got to tag two friends and share this post on your story. And then we have a, a mm-hmm. VA managing it, and she p- 
picks a winner every every two weeks send them sends them free product uh, okay Very cool. so yeah how do you guys uh, manage free products what's that how do you guys manage sending them free products uh all manual fulfillment through fba it's all in fba now but mm -hmm. we're actually gonna have a 3pl um warehouse set up in the next coming months um to fulfill the orders that are coming through shopify because we're doing facebook ads uh straight to our shopify store now to try to build the business off of amazon uh for our most mm -hmm. popular products and so uh trying to get the shipping cost down on on those so uh <clears throat> so yeah my va she just goes in and as of right now just does a manual fulfillment order and ships them free product um okay but cool but yeah so for the facebook boost it's classic building your email list so that's good you're building your email list um you know off of amazon obviously even though you're you're still driving all the sales to amazon which is uh yeah it definitely probably helps that ranking stay up um for sure because yeah amazon does like that outside truck i actually just saw the a9 algorithm you know a little pie chart recently and it says like 25 percent of the algorithm is based off outside traffic and so wow. yeah so i was like wow is that wow is that true holy shit i gotta drive some more outside traffic then um and the other thing i was thinking is like how is there a way potentially to capture their email with a facebook ad and then still drive traffic to your amazon store directly through facebook and that lead form might be one way because uh, we were actually yeah. doing facebook lead form ads it was like a little survey about the product and then they put in their email and then you can choose any landing page straight from there like they don't leave facebook so i'm wondering yeah if you could capture their email right there in facebook um mm -hmm. and then after that form drive them directly to the amazon store um so you still get the that direct facebook connection um and then also they get an email drip so just wondering yeah. that um also the other way would to do it would be capture their email in many chat and then from many chat give them the link to the storefront um you know, it's not coming from a Facebook URL per se. It's coming from a ManyChat URL, so maybe maybe not as high domain authority there. But that's kind of the other other big way people do it. Um, speaking of ManyChat, do you do um, do you do product inserts and do you capture their email via product insert? Uh, yes, yes, we do. We do not do it through ManyChat though. Um, because of the changes that they made, I think it was January or February this year, where you're not allowed to communicate with people except for some particular reasons. So ManyChat has become a little bit more difficult. Like you can send messages to people, but now you have to pay on top of your ManyChat subscription. You have to pay like per item to send them or unless there's like a particular exception. So we went away from from ManyChat um really we kind of tried it out a little bit and it just didn't work out very well for us we were kind of late to the party it was working amazing for a while there and then they changed it and we gave up on it so the way we do it is in our insert we have two qr codes uh one is 
an instructions QR code where basically it goes to our website forward slash instructions and it's not product specific because that's kind of a pain to manage. So then there's a landing page that I created and that page says select your product and there's nice pictures on there and they click on it and they have detailed instructions on how to use the product with pictures and you know we just hired somebody on Fiverr to make some nice colored instructions for us. And at the bottom, we also offer a free something. You know, you can offer a free ebook or some free information or something like that. So that's one way to kind of capture emails and build your email list. And the second QR code that we have on our insert is for warranty. So it's the same, just it says register your warranty to get your one year warranty so they go on there they scan the QR code they go to our website and it's a similar page with all of the products listed and says select your product and after they select their product they go just to a form where they fill out their name their email address and that goes straight into our um, email marketing software and basically they're just tagged with a group tag where it says they signed up for this product or whatever the tag is you know they signed up through the instructions form or they're gonna they requested a free ebook or whatnot. So it's all one mm-hmm. big audience, but each audience is just grouped a little bit. Yeah. Um, depending on how they got there. With tags. Nice. Yeah, yes. I do the same thing. Um, previously I was doing two two QR codes. Um, one to um, register your warranty uh, and get mm-hmm. the instructions. So kind of combine that. Scan this uh this big card don't forget huge letters don't forget to scan this and register your warranty big arrow pointing towards the qr code um and and also um also get tips and instructions so kind of combine it into one um and then that takes them to many chat which captures their email which adds it to our mailchimp um and basically what you have to summarize the mailchimp changes you you can't do a drip e drip messages now in manychat but you can do mm-hmm. it through email through message through manychat so you just have to have them opt in uh opt in through email in manychat then you just change those messages those drip messages to email format and it's sent through manychat right um, mm-hmm. There's that, and then you can also have them opt in now for a one-time notification for any time in the future now, uh, which mm-hmm. maybe it could be for a sale, it could be when something's back in stock, it could be anyway. So I've been playing with that recently, um, but yeah, basically same thing. And um, the our other QR code was to claim your gift. Scan here to claim your your gift, and that would take them to another many chat flow, which would opt give their email to receive a $5 off coupon for our website, Shopify store. Um, what I'm testing now with our next inventory batch is just one QR code. Register your warranty. Also get tips, instructions, and a free gift. So you know, same basic stuff, yeah. basic stuff to build your email list. Um, our conversion rate, our scan rate has been about 3 to 5%. Um, what about you? Have you looked into that? Yeah, uh, it, it's not it's not very high. Well, I mean, if you consider, uh, you know, the 
I don't know what a high or a low one is because sometimes you say, oh, three to five percent. But in the world of email marketing, three to five percent can mean a little or it can mean quite a lot. Um, but I haven't we've went through the QR system just recently, so we don't have enough data to run analysis on all of that. And uh, I wanted to ask you, do you find to have a higher conversion rate using ManyChat versus if they just go to a landing page? Haven't to tested the landing page yet, but the email mm -hmm. opt-in rate is mm. high 90s percent as far as viewers mm. to the email thing because in ManyChat, their email is already there. They don't have to type. They just right. have to tap. So it's it's a, it's, it's a form of a landing page. Um I like that. I'm also a many chat nerd. Like I like, I like playing around with it. Um, for better or for worse, it can suck a lot of my time sometimes because it's like I'm like a nerd playing with like toy blocks, you know, trying to build this fun little machine. Um, so, yeah, that's what we yeah. got going now. But yeah, it's like it's above ninety percent the people that get to the landing page that that put in their email. And then wow. all you have to do to send them email drips is you have to put a little disclaimer on there that says this confirms opt-in to our email list. And as long as that's there, you set the action after they do that as email opt-in. And then um, you're eligible to send them unlimited emails, email messages, I call them. Email mm -hmm. messages through ManyChat, unlimited through email through ManyChat. Okay. And also through your MailChimp as well. If that makes right. sense. Yeah. Um, but uh, and then also you can send them an, ad an additional message. Let's say for example, the way I set it up is um, is um, after they scan and get their warranty, get their gift, little instructional videos there they can click to watch it on our website. Um, they get a they get one more message 23 hours later. So you're you're allowed to send messages within 24 hours. Up to 24. It mm -hmm. says, it says, hey, just a kind 24-hour check-in about your product. Is everything going good? Um, and then there's a couple different automatic replies. They can reply, um, yes, everything good. Two, loving it already. And then three, uh, get help. If they click on loving it already then it rep auto replies it says um uh you know something like awesome glad to hear that you're loving it already what do you love about it what are you liking about it so far would love to hear your feedback and then they reply and ideally we have a va doing custom replies to those saying oh glad you like this specific thing thing chatting them chatting with them a little bit um especially if they can get them on there live and then making sure they're really happy and then the VA sends sends a, a review link. Say, hey, actually would you mind post would you mind posting this on Amazon? So that's what I've found over the years is the what one of the best ways I don't have hard numbers, but one of the best ways I feel to get reviews is we've been doing this on our email sequence too. It's just an open ended question. It says, Hey, what how's everything going? And if they reply something really great like oh it's great love this and then our customer service person replies to that email awesome that's great hey would you mind pasting this as a review 
instead of just like putting a button in there to hey click a review anyway that's the way I have it set up now uh, right now it actually is automated if they if they reply to the how'd you like it it sends another automated message that says awesome would you uh, would you uh, would you be down to paste that as an Amazon review that can click sure or or maybe later if they click sure then it says okay great click this link kind of warms them up to totally go post that review uh, and then if they just if they click out of the gate things are good that says okay great glad things are good um, if you if you tap below I can um, uh, I can send you a um, I can send you a satisfaction uh, satisfaction request or something uh, in two weeks can can we do that and then they click okay notify me and then it will send them a satisfaction request uh, set up as mm -hmm. the no one-time notification in many chat for two weeks later so uh, and then if they click get help then it says how can I help you and notifies the VA to respond to their question uh, anyway that's what I got going now many chat wise <laughs> yeah I feel like oh, I've yeah. been also sleeping also and it sends Sorry. Also, when it sends, um, ManyChat has a Shopify plugin now where it can automatically send a unique uh, coupon. So, um, so they also get a five dollar coupon uh, in there automatically. Uh, you can integrate with Shopify with that. Anyway, yeah. Off to you. What you're gonna say? I I feel like I haven't been taking advantage of it as much as I should have of of ManyChats. We. We should definitely look into it a little bit more. I don't know when that whole thing happened, the beginning of the year, everybody was like, oh, ManyChat doesn't work anymore. So I wasn't big into it for the beginning. So I, I just like just kind of left it alone. So yeah, I should definitely it's, look yeah. into it. Yeah, I, I you know, I, I went with it, you know, pretty early on, like a few years ago and whatever. I'm just sticking with it. As a business and as all life, there's no one way to go. It's just you know, kind of whatever, whatever you're doing. But um, yeah, the other thing that I guess is a, a side benefit is it makes it easy for customers just to message you and get in contact with you. They just you know open their open their messenger app and re re reply to you anytime. So it's it's good customer service, I guess. Yeah. Do you, do you have any resource that you recommend for people who are not so advanced into ManyChat like yourself? Is it? Yes. Did you take a course um, on it? How did you learn all this stuff? Um, honestly, I just learned through inside of ManyChat. They kind of just explain, hey, here's the updates. Here's what you should do. It's fairly simple. You take your day seven, your day 14, your day 30, you know, follow up message. And you just change that message to an email message. So it goes to their mm. email address. From at the bottom, it says from ManyChat. It's not from your Mailchimp, but ManyChat themselves sends a message to the customer just to their email inbox instead of their Messenger app. And in addition to that, you capture their email at the at the uh, at the beginning. If you have Mailchimp, it's automatically connected to Mailchimp or any provider through Zapier. Um, you can add them to a list with with a tag to your to your email provider and then send them whatever drip you want as well um, but that was basically the main awesome. update you just change change the message messages to email messages 
But huh. oh yeah, video. Um, I'm actually. I was gonna make it last week, but I'm gonna make my own tutorial uh, for my new Amazon course. Um, my 2020 course. Been meaning to do my ManyChat video. Um, so link in the description, uh, guys, for that. I'll do a whole video breaking down everything I just talked about. Um, very cool. Yeah. All right. Shit. Um, that was good. Any other, any other thing that we didn't uh, that we didn't cover that you want to talk about? Let me, let me think. Yeah. Um, I think what really helped us out another strategy to rank on Amazon specifically um, that made a huge huge difference, and we still notice a huge difference in it is enhanced brand content. So this is something really strange that I noticed. So we had a product, our first product that we had for a long time, and it was doing okay, but not amazing in its niche. You know, we definitely had people who were selling a similar product, even more expensive, and they were selling it much better than we were. So this is not, it's one of those products which all of them are like super, super similar where you cannot make them very different. They, you know, you cannot make them different colors. You cannot make much difference in the products. So most of the products are, are the same. So for some reason I was looking and I was thinking, why are we not ranking very well? And we did have enhanced brand content on the product. But what we did is we actually updated it. So we went on Fiverr and we just hired somebody to give us a new template of enhanced brand content. And when we replaced it, we actually got a huge ranking bump just for replacing the existing enhanced brand content with new enhanced brand content. And we noticed that with the pictures as well. I had really good pictures of a product, you know, professionally done pictures, pretty good. And I changed them with what I think are a little bit better pictures, but the first ones were not terrible to begin with. They were, we changed them from maybe really good ones to excellent ones. And again, we got a big ranking bump. So I don't know what that was, but enhanced brand content and making some changes to the listing, like whenever we were looking to increase ranking, we were always thinking, you know, maybe let's do some advertising, let's target this keyword, maybe let's run a promotion, let's lower the price, you know, maybe do something else. But we never thought about changing the actual content of the listing, you know, even changing some of the bullet points. Like there's people who create listings on Fiverr, professional writers that can say, hey, you know, ch just changing a couple of keywords here and there made a huge difference. Huh. In, in ranking so interesting interesting that that reminds me that makes me think of the they just set up a b split testing within amazon for a plus right content. yeah so yes. so i mean that mean that leads me to think that the ranking was increased because the conversion rate was increased um you know did you, did you see any data on increased conversion rate with the new with the new content you know, I haven't actually, uh, I haven't looked at that exactly what caused it, but why I don't think that that's exactly what happened is 
because the bump happened too fast. So if the conversion rate would increase, you would expect to see at least a couple of days or maybe a week delay between the content going live and the sales coming up. But as soon as the content was approved, because, you know, you submit the EBC enhanced brand content and then it says, you know, we're going to review it and approve it. So as soon as it was approved, literally the next day we saw a lot of sales increase. So <gasps> with enhanced brand content, you also add some words, some keywords that describe the pictures from the enhanced brand content. So I think something there happened that triggered us to be ranked a little bit better with those keywords uh -huh. uh, for it. Interesting. Yeah. Very interesting. Very interesting. Um, okay. Very interesting. Oh, yeah. And then are you tracking your ranking? through uh through jungle scout tracker or mm -hmm. uh no we're actually using uh we're tracking the ranking through our like analysis tool um we're using uh seller board so they have yeah. ranking tracker as well it's just for us it's been the best one that would show the numbers the most correctly like i don't think any of these software are a hundred percent like a hundred a hundred percent correct but the Amazon reporting system, like I don't understand how Amazon is such a complex company that hires thousands of engineers. Why can they not make some parts of Seller Central work better? Like why yeah. are all these companies that are coming out like they have five software engineers and they make a better product than yeah. Amazon's seller team? How, yeah. Why? How? Oh. Tell me about it, man. Some parts of it are so like on the listings, when you add mm. photos, you still can't drag mm. the order of the goddamn photos. So if you yeah. want to change the order, you have to delete them all and re-upload them all in the order that you want. How retarded mm -hmm. is that? I mean, come on, people. Update your goddamn listing thing. Yeah. Okay. I got that vent out of the way. <laughs> uh but uh, okay okay so you know i think moral of the story with that is like you know get the best best images possible get amazing images you know because yes know, that's that's your property that's like that's like building your house with like super luxury material like or just like all right material you know that's going to increase the value of that home the long term like by a lot increase that conversion rate by one percent you know that's fucking let's say one extra sale per day boom 100 bucks you know 300 bucks a month boom you're making you know an extra 5k a year some or uh or i mean uh yeah yeah 300 bucks a month you're actually making an extra like 360 bucks a year um so that's that's what i tell clients when i uh get them for uh <laughs> copywriting or ppc because Parker and I, we started our Amazon uh, marketing agency uh, a couple years ago. Just kind of my just like popular demand, you know, doing the doing the Amazon PPC ads, doing the copywriting, um, and then uh, and then yeah, as I mentioned, I started off just doing a travel vlog, and then the most common question I got was, "Okay, how are you doing this?" So made my Amazon course in 2016, and then when Corona hit, I was like, "All right, I need to update this course." help people do yep. it um help people get in because i don't know about you but i always get always get friends that are messaging me about F fba like people that i know 
like friends from like my hometown how do i do this amazon thing how do i create a product do, do you get that from from people that you know yeah, yeah absolutely um even before we moved to thailand we actually had two of our good friends that you know they said hey you know you guys quit your jobs and you're doing good and they just they saw that you know we were much we were happier we we're better you know we're better financially we're better mentally you know we're not tired all the time and they said you know we want to get into this so we kind of coached them through um you know going through the process and kind of getting their first product and doing everything like that and yeah that basically seeing how you know you know helping them and people always asking us like hey that happens to us as well you know how do you guys do this we we actually created a course as well so we started on that and just teaching you know you know how to go through amazon and just kind of everything we learned along the way but i never thought of that i always thought when i started looking into amazon and i saw a lot of people putting information yourself included in a couple of other people and and the jungle scout people had their youtube channel where they're putting so much free information out there and i always thought like why why do they do it like what you know the ad revenue is not that great on youtube like why do they even bother like teaching people and now now i get it like i totally get it i like it i do it because i like it yeah. so there's no like financially teaching people and creating a course and all of that so far has made no sense <laughs> to me yeah you know it it's not you don't make a lot of money you're you're much better off selling products on amazon than trying to do anything like that but i feel like you get to that point like i i finally get it now that you enjoy helping other people and you enjoy you know teaching other people to do yeah. it yeah 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 that's yeah, I was kind of backed into this whole, you know, being an Amazon expert just through my my travel vlog, you know, just following my following my mm -hmm. passion in the first place, which is why we create passive income so you can have free time to focus on pursuing your dreams and me as being a digital nomad, traveling the world, making videos and then but as an entrepreneur, I had to listen to my audience. That's the number one question they're asking me is how do I, you know, obviously make money online cuz Obviously, that's how you can be free, you know, travel the world. So I was kind of backed into making my Amazon course. And then, um, yeah, like never never really updated it. It was kind of just on my website, never really promoted it. Got like a sale here and there. Um, <clears throat> until I was, it was 2020 was coming around. I was like, all right, I got to update it for 2020. It's been, it's been too long. So got yeah. starting to update it. And then... Um, when Corona hit, started getting even more messages like, okay, now I need to make money online. No more waiting and got to do this now. Create multiple streams of income. So uh, so me and actually someone who I'm uh, partnering up with, we kind of reframed it into a 90-day challenge. And so 90-day FBA is like our new thing. Mm -hmm. Kind of restructuring the course into just like a 90-day kind of accelerator program. So anyway, I'm doubling down, getting more into the uh, the educational uh, business. You know, it makes me this much money. My Amazon business makes me this much money. But as as every entrepreneur, you know, they you you got to diversify your income. 
you know it's it's all about having right. that that multiple streams of income so that's one reason and the other reason is you know if i if i would you know ignore all these questions that i'm getting all these people that come to me to to ask about amazon to to just ignore that and like not put out you know to not coach people and help people would kind of be doing them a disservice and then number 3 i actually like teaching and explaining as you can as you can see i have a whole podcast about it so i, I like teaching and and explaining and uh, explaining all these things so yeah it just it just makes sense for for a lot of people but you know ideally hopefully i can make a lot of money through you know education through education so working on it trying to um i think what i have been missing over these years is having a partner to grow it with so got it got a new partner online and we're gonna try to try to grow our, our educational uh amazon school so to speak from here uh at the same time launching new products got new product uh on its way should be shipping out from china next week so always launching products um but uh but nice. yeah to, to summarize your your major keys you know you got into a, a less competitive niche um you know something especially if you have relatively low startup capital don't get into too too a competitive of a niche uh for sure um you know drive some outside traffic via facebook ads i think i'm very interested in that offer ad thing i think might might try that for sure and then um one other question about that 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 uh, home run product is uh, how unique was it compared to other products uh, in the niche it was uh it was definitely we made it a little different so we made a unique twist to it uh other products like that existed in the niche it were just smaller so lightly slightly different but we also put a unique twist into it so we made it like you can use it one way and then you can also use it this way um so put making your product slightly different than the rest of the competition can definitely help if it's possible it's not possible everywhere but it if it is possible i do recommend it having something like a lot of times we look at our when we look at a product we look at our competitor uh, our competitors in the niche and we look at the things that people complain about their products and we make those our key selling points. So people say like, oh, this is too big, it's too small, or this doesn't fit, or it falls over, or whatever it is, right? And then we make sure that ours doesn't do that and we make that like this new and improved product. Um, and then if you can have a unique twist to it, like, okay, you can put it here or you can also hang it, right and we include this hanging rope or chain or whatever just as an example then that can give you a competitive edge as well uh across and definitely what i think is uh having a mentor and having a system to go through from beginning to end is also very very important and i was looking at your 90 day fba challenge and i think that's really really cool and for us, really, we started being good once we found the system and we used it beginning to end. Because just grabbing random information, like free information off the internet, it's not that it's bad information. A lot of the information is really good and is really appreciated. You know, when you don't have nothing 
it's good to have something. But if you're like serious into it, I think going into something like your 90 day FBA challenge is the way to go rather than just like, oh, this guy said this on a YouTube video and then that guy said something else. And I read this blog about this technique. That won't work. It didn't work for me anyway. Yeah. Yeah. And I've kind of been learning this, you know, and, you know, people have asked me for like, give me that one-on-one mentorship. And like over the years, I've been just like mm. relatively lazy, like, no, I'm just living my life, doing my travel vlogs. And I've been kind of reluctant to living offer like this. I've, I've been reluctant to do to do Zoom calls, to, to, to do Zoom mastermind calls, because that just wasn't my lifestyle I wanted to live. Like, I don't want to run a weekly Zoom call in like every 90-day mm-hmm. group. It's now two calls per week um plus the vip where it's like an additional one-on-one so like i've been reluctant to like do this like full-on coaching mentorship thing um until now i I guess you know corona hit and um you know um it's a little bit of a wake-up call for everyone like my only stream of income pretty much is my amazon business um right. you know we have our amazon agency over here which is it's doing good making a little bit of money and my my video mm-hmm. course is making a little bit of money but i'm like you know i hope i hope the same wake-up call comes to every entrepreneur like hey if, if you don't have multiple streams of income you never know what could happen so i'm like all right time to double down my educational business like let's grow this thing let's just let's just fucking do it um and yeah, the, with the whole thing with the video course versus like that one-on-one um, mentorship, we kind of tried to combine it with with the 90-day challenge. It's like it's a video course too, and then it's also the the group call. So it's like the weekly accountability thing because yeah. like social accountability, you know, as you know, it is is everything like having someone to keep you accountable to stay on track and to and to actually launch because with my video course i've had since 2016 uh, i don't have the exact numbers but most people who take the course never get around to launching you know mm. they you know and that's the same with any course i think the quote from tony robbins is like 70 percent of people who get an online course don't finish the first chapter something like that uh, and yeah. so what I've noticed kind of passively through people is um, they get cold feet and they, they don't pull the trigger on their on their order because it's, it's scary. You know, like they, they do all this research and then they second guess and then they're like, ah, I don't know if it's the right product. And then they just they never get that extra push to place that first test order. Uh, that's one. And then two is they don't get that extra push to launch the second product and third one and fourth one, which your story proves is required because absolutely it's and this this is entrepreneurship. Like your first product is probably not going to be a home run, guys. Same with the second or third. So I say this exact thing in all my videos. I've noticed success rate for private label products is anywhere from one in three to one in four to one in five. Let's just call it one in four on average. Boom, your fourth product, you launched it. That was the one that, that was your bread and butter. So it's like it's it's hard to do that on your own. Like your first product, you know, broke even or lost money to go ahead and do it again. You know, it's like that can be a little bit more difficult to do that yourself. But when you have like kind of a, a group to uh, to do it with, I guess it can make it a little easier. 
Yeah, <clears throat> absolutely. Agent. And keep you accountable and say, hey, you have to push through. You know, don't 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 sleep on this. Like life gets in the way. You get a little disappointed and you say, oh, this is not all the results that I hoped for. You know, I was hoping I would make more money. I wanted to be a millionaire by now. What's going on? Where's my millions at? Yeah. But yeah, I I I 100% agree. I think putting in take action key points in your course as as you progress and just even if you don't have a one-on-one -on -one call with students kind of poking them and sending them an email and say, "Hey, how you doing? You know, how's it going? Where are you at? Are you stuck somewhere? Can I help you with something?" Yep. So, yeah. Yeah. 100% cool um all right yeah any other uh any other tips tricks uh things you learned you want to share before we go or yeah i guess my my final uh surprise i think that came with the corona thing going on right now it actually worked all out right. so well for us we launched a couple of products in february and Corona hit and then the products just took off. We didn't expect that. So I feel like with online products is some have been really, really good and some have been good, but I don't know anybody that got smashed by Corona that does Amazon sales. Like everybody's been doing some kind of good, right? So looking back onto that, having a traditional business I know many people before going into my corporate job, I worked in hospitality, you know, live in Miami, everything, it kind of revolves around hospitality. And, you know, I know people in the restaurant business. I know people in the hotel business clubs and all that. So everybody was like freaking out. Everybody was like, bro, they just fired me. Like managers, they've been working there for 15, 20 years. They just got fired. And people who had local businesses, they told me like I had to close the shop, you know, I'm completely screwed. So looking at a business that does very well in good times and that does amazing during bad times, I think that I don't know of a better business than that. Like you have financial freedom, you have location independence, you can work as much as you want and the business does great. You know, there's annoyances with Amazon, of course, but I don't think there's any thing out there that doesn't have annoyances right but anybody that wants to get into this it's never not that it's not too late i think now it's an amazing time to go into amazon because amazon has record sales off like products skyrocketing everywhere so sometimes i hear people like oh i wish i got into amazon like five years ago nonsense just going into now is even much better than five years ago the products that i launched today are doing 10 times better than the product that i launched four years ago nice yeah it's like you wanted to get in five years ago okay think about five years from now that means yeah. you're gonna say you want to get in right now so it's like right now is always five years ahead of, of five years in the future so it's like it's like the old quote there, there's never a better time than right now because there's only there's only this moment guys anyway yeah I, i'm sure you've gotten a lot more messages as i have during corona like okay i'm ready ready to start sales are sales are crazy um yeah some products have done well um some haven't changed much uh actually my mom has has a product on amazon um 
Mm. She had a little idea. Wow. I helped her develop it and make it and launch it on Amazon. Yeah, she profits between one and two k a month on Amazon, um, except during Corona because wow. her product is in the travel niche. So okay. travel niche got hit. So her her sales dropped. I think more than fifty percent, if not like seventy five percent, dropped off. A travel niche got got hit hard. Um, our our main products are iPhone accessories, and they dropped like forty percent because it's like it's a nice to have thing. Um, you know, people aren't buying you know new iPhones. Um, but uh, but yeah, tons of products. If it makes sense, totally took off, and it was just a <laughs> you know yeah. we're in business. You know, a, a pandemic can't take you out. So. Even even forty percent drop compared to closing shop or losing yeah. your job is a completely different story. Yeah. Like okay, you're making even it's a, a a bad scenario where you're making half your sales, you can still survive off of that and say you know it's a bad patch, we'll get through it. But if you get fired, then you lose everything, you know. Exactly. Or worse yet, starting a traditional business the people that i know that started businesses you know back home in the u.s you know they invest a lot of money so not only do they not make profit because they have to close and they have employees to worry about you know we always work with vas or we work with like remote assistants and it, it's a little different they're not your direct employees um but they also have to pay banks and stuff like, okay, you want to start a brick and mortar business? You need $2 million. You have to go to a bank and get that money. Then you have to close shop for three months. How are you going to pay your rent? How yeah, are you going to pay, pay your bank? How are you going to pay all that? Yeah. Yeah. It's, Lean startup, four hour work week, zero to one, all that stuff wrapped up. It's it's just why obviously e-commerce is, is a great business, especially if you value you know freedom and especially if you value being able to live anywhere. Uh, and we figured out that uh, it's it's uh, it's pretty pandemic proof. You know, Amazon Amazon still still functions. Um, you know, through through um, through 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 pandemics and. Um, you know, we're we're blessed. Obviously, it could have been worse. You know, that definitely could have been worse. Um, let's hope we don't have another uh, pandemic anytime soon. But yeah, it's really rough, fucked for a lot of people. And uh, online sellers are not at the top of that list of people that they got fucked. Uh, that's for sure. That's for sure. Uh, yeah, very very blessed to have still been in business during this whole thing and um yeah amazon business guys it's uh, and, and i i guess to ramp to to kind of wrap it up is you know you're doing a great job of building your audience off of amazon you know amazon is not the end-all be-all the end-all be-all is building your own audience and a brand and a connection to your audience where you own your audience so amazon it's it's always great to get in but it's not the whole picture um, you know, ideally in the long term, you want to be balancing your sales out, you know, having your own audience with that direct connection. So Amazon is one tool in the toolbox. It's not the end all be all. It's one tool that an entrepreneur has um, to, to create cash flow. So, yeah. All right. Awesome. Cool. Uh, well, that was good. Thanks for being on Chip G. Thank you. Thank you and, for having uh, me, man. It's so, it's so nice to talk to you in person. Like, 
I've been watching your YouTube videos for a while and like I'm talking to you like I feel like I know you, you know, like we're friends. Yeah. Like we, we met once at the summit and that was it. So may, I don't know how it is for you. For me, it's strange. It's like I'm talking to somebody that I've known for years and years. But it's, it's a pleasure to finally have this one on one conversation. Awesome, man. Yeah, that was a pleasure. Yeah, I, I know how you feel because I felt the same way uh, meeting Johnny at the Nomad Summit, the first one in 2014. Yeah. And I actually mm-hmm. coincidentally just had a podcast with him an hour ago because um, I'm on wow, my I'm on really my cool. podcast tour for uh, for promoting 90 Day FBA uh, 2.0. So um, yeah, I have no idea how you do it. How do you do it? How do you run 15 businesses and podcasts and YouTube <laughs> channel and you travel and how? how? Yeah, I, I don't I don't know. And honestly, I think I'm I'm relatively lazy. Like I'm not a workaholic. I'm not a workaholic. Mm. I only spend about eight hours a day in front of the laptop. You know, six to yeah. eight, and and I take three day weekends normally. Um, mm-hmm. you know, if I was a workaholic, like some of these guys, I would be making way more money. But uh, I guess it's because I, I enjoy podcasts. Like this is like a passion business, you know. Um, and then I also for my Amazon FBA business, I also have a partner uh parker we we do it together so i'm not all all running the the amazon fba stuff but uh, i don't know don't have a good answer for that <laughs> but uh yeah three businesses i mean i guess it's it just comes from you know three businesses just the fire to create multiple streams of income like because i know that like something could happen to amazon you know if that goes down then that's my only main source of income. I make a little bit from YouTube and courses and agency, but not not quite enough. So it's like it's just every it's just continuing the entrepreneurial uh, you know dream. Build more companies. You know, get one business, set it up. It's automated. That's my physical product business. It's set up, automated. Then go build your next property. Build your next property, and ideally they're all independent, independent variables. So one thing like China getting shut down can't affect them all. So, you know, in the future, you know, I would love to have, you know, Airbnbs. I would love to own a farm. Uh, you know, I'd love to have a big, you know, stock portfolio, big Bitcoin portfolio, but one step at a time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I I understand exactly what you're saying and we're, we're doing the exact same thing. And I think it's because just kind of getting into the Amazon business, you kind of go away from the nine to five typical rat race um mentality into meeting other people like you know you i met you and a bunch of other people at the summit and here in chiang mai and all that and you hear all their inspiring stories and you're you say yeah it's possible like you know like you said you work four days a week and regular hours and you're still running three businesses and you're traveling around so i say what that that's definitely possible you you getting into a business like this you meet a lot of people and get inspired uh by their Mm. stories which they push you further and you push them further along as yeah yeah. that's it and uh yeah if someone's listening to the end of this then props on that because you must be be pretty fired up listen to listen to that all the way through so uh yeah chip g thanks again i'm sure we'll uh we'll keep in touch in the uh in the facebook uh chat and uh yeah excited to uh keep me posted uh on the growth of your of your biz Absolutely. Thank you very much for having me. Yeah, welcome.
Thanks for listening to the FBA Lifestyle Podcast. Don't forget to follow on all podcast platforms, YouTube, and Instagram. Ready to fast track your first or next FBA product? Ready to create a real product that leaves the competition in the dust? Then check out the 90-Day FBA Challenge, a 12-week accelerator program with weekly coaching calls where we help you go from zero idea what to sell to a product live on Amazon within 90 days and download the free Amazon secret ebook, FBA Lifestyle, the Amazon Experts. Start your FBA business. Achieve the freedom lifestyle.